Hey everybody and welcome to the show, Feeling Well, just Ralph here. I've got another bonus for you, but I won't be droning on about DBZ this time, uh, doing something a little bit different. I am currently in the worst place in the world, Long Island. I decided to quarantine at least for a little while with my family. It was perhaps unwise for me to travel on the Long Island Railroad and come and mix with different people, even if it is just a few members of my family, but my apartment had become an unhappy place. Uh, New York City is, after all, one of the most at-risk hubs in the world, and um, I do have one of those imaginary computer jobs that I am fortunately able to do from home. So what I did was is that I had uh, two uh, separate conversations, one with my teenage sister that I suppose you can call a Zoomer, and one with my boomer father, who is actually not really a boomer, he's an older Gen Xer, but I'm just calling him a boomer, so the title of this episode has a nice thematic symmetry to it. But I want to talk to them about the coronavirus because they are two people who are obviously not at all of the black-pilled Twitter and podcast addicted ilk to which I belong. I assume they don't consume the same media. Uh, I don't think they're as addicted to the news and political discourse as I am or as you probably are. Um, and of course, on top of that, they are of different ages than me. So I wanted to see what someone significantly younger and someone significantly older, uh, what their perspectives were on this whole thing. Um, how they contextualize it, how they're processing this new reality. Uh, I hope that the talks were amusing and perhaps in some ways instructive and helpful. Um, I'll let them speak for themselves, but I will say that you should talk to your family, you should talk to the people in your lives. Don't assume that everyone is on the same page. I'm not sure that we are, but uh, yeah. Here you go. All right, speak. Hello. Well, give, uh, give me like a one, two, three. One, two, three. I'm ready to rock this podcast, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. I am here with TikTok Titan. Oh, yeah. Sammy. I just arrived at my mother's house, came into the door. Uh, I was rushed by five dogs, which is what always happens. Uh, the two biggest ones cornered me and started brawling. Um, and Sammy did not lift a finger to help me. Uh, in fact, in fact, she was only feet away, fixing herself a snack, humming to herself like a little forest nymph while I was ensnared by the beasts. Gotta fend for yourself sometimes. Yeah, wow. You're owning <laughs> up to it, huh? Yeah. Wow. So, well, I'll admit it. So when, so when uh, the apocalypse comes, I'll... <laughs> I'll know who will have my back. Yeah. Yep. The dogs, uh, you may hear them uh, in the backgrounds because uh, they, they all ferociously yap whenever uh, uh, they, they glimpse a dog out the window. That's the funny thing about dogs is that they don't, like, they'll do that for like 12 years mm-hmm. and they won't tire of it. No. They won't be like, you know what, I'm sick. That's a little passe now. I'm going to stop barking. Okay, every day. Unless they become so atrophied physically that they can't keep doing it it should be noted that the five dogs here are all 
uh, either fat or very worn. Very old. Yeah, very worn. And the one, um, Kobe, a wiener dog, mm-hmm. you informed me that he's recently, he's given up stairs. Stairs are... Right. His new thing is he'll sit outside the door and just bark until someone either opens the door and yells at him to come up mm. or until someone picks him up. Yeah. He's getting a little lazy. Yeah. Yeah, he's on his way out, I guess. No, but, no. Oh, no, sorry. No. Sorry, that's, that's... You better knock on wood. That's, was, yeah. Perfect. Anyway, we're going to talk about the coronavirus. But first, you are how old? 17. You're 17. All right, I'm 28. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to turn 29. Um, I guess you're what they would call a Zoomer, right? I guess so, yeah. You're, you're prime Zoomer age. Mm-hmm. Um... And that term always kind of bothered me because you and I are still the same generation. Right. I mean, we're brother and sister for Pete's sake, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, generations are not uh, uh, decided like by uh, decade long intervals, you know, mm-hmm. like the next generation would be like my children, perish the thought, would be like the next <laughs> generation. It's like you're just a younger millennial. Right. But the only reason we have the term Zoomer is because like certain millennials are so narcissistic that the moment they noticed that they weren't the youngest people in the room the minute they realized that that they are not baby anymore they were like that's so significant that they were like eager to give it a term it's like what i'm not baby anymore that's crazy we gotta call that something zoomer (laughs) i'm not baby i am baby though yeah i have the brain of a baby i have a very soft skull (laughs) okay but having said that Mm -hmm. You know, um, American life has been insane for the past 20 years. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. It's been one wacky catastrophe after another. That's right. Um, And happening alongside that... Like, for instance, you know, I don't really have any memories of the 90s. I don't remember much from my early life. Mm -hmm. But I must have had enough of an understanding of of the world that I do remember when when these 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 big cataclysmic events started happening at the turn of the millennium. Like, I do remember feeling a shift. I remember feeling like things are changing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you grew up in the darkness. Right. You've never known another era. Yeah. You, you don't have uh, a pre, as they like to say, hell world consciousness. <laughs> yep. And happening alongside, you know, I think there is something to be said about how Technology has advanced, social media, the way that changing social norms and culture have influenced the way we process the world. Like, I remember a time when I wasn't online all the time. Yeah. Like, when I was a little kid. I remember that. Yeah. Well, (laughs) because I didn't have that. It didn't have that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when I was a little kid, the thing was like watching TV all the time. People still watch TV all the time, but it's like that was the thing you did as like a stupid American kid, Mm -hmm. not being on the computer all the time. I remember not being on the computer all the time. I remember when Facebook started and everyone was on Facebook and now that's 
a graveyard. Right. Literally, because it's all the old people on it are going <laughs> to no die of the coronavirus. It. But um, uh, I remember when YouTube came out, like imagine a world with no YouTube. Mm-mm. And this wasn't that long ago. This was just over a, a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have a smartphone until like halfway through college. I couldn't access the Internet on my phone, you know. Mm-hmm. Not so that, weird. Yeah, I wasn't constantly looking at my phone until I was a legal adult. It's weird. Very weird. And, you, you know, growing up, didn't have stuff like uh, videos of uh, a woman eating 72 cupcakes, <laughs> mukbang videos, you know, and getting a million views. We didn't have, we didn't have mukbang. Mm-hmm. And you could say like, oh, that's just kind of trendy, ephemera. But it's like, I don't think it's nothing. Yeah. It's not nothing. Mm-hmm. Like time moves, simultaneously moves so much faster now and it also kind of doesn't exist. I feel it. Yeah. So we have we do have different perspectives. Mm-hmm. We have experienced things differently, and and that's what I kind of want to illuminate here. Okay. Say hello to the viewers, by the way. Hi, I'm Sammy. Say hello to Lloyd. Uh, hi, Lloyd. Cool. <laughs> Is this your first time on a podcast? First time. Cool. I thought maybe like through your TikTok, like some guy in Bangladesh may have invited you onto his podcast. No. I've been like in that. a YouTube video before from like Omegle. Have you ever been on that? The what? Omegle. Good lord, what is this? <laughs> it's like, so you go on video chats with these like random people and it just kind of, you know. Oh, like how they're doing like live streams on Instagram now? Sort of. Interesting. Who was the person? I have no idea. They were think? like 47, weren't they? No, no, no. It was like... Another kid? Yeah. Okay. All right. Because there's a lot of freaks out there. A lot of them listen to this podcast. Okay. I call them the pigs. That's why I call the listeners. I like that. Yeah, of, of the Feeling Well podcast. All right, so before we talk about coronavirus, I want to ask you about uh, three events that have happened in the past, because I feel like they're the only things in fairly recent memory that really compare at all in terms of like scale and the degree to which they... Uh, either restructured society or like demolished norms. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. So the first one, mm-hmm. 9-11. Yep. You were not alive for 9-11. Not yet. You were born about a year after. Mm-hmm. So what is 9-11 to you? First of all, who attacked us on 9-11? Terrorists. Which terrorists? <laughs> oh God, this is going to make me look bad. I don't even know. Al, Al-K- Al-Qaeda. I have no idea. We were attacked by a terrorist syndicate called Al-Qaeda. Okay. And Al-Qaeda was based in what country? Oh, God. I don't know. Afghanistan. Remember uh, we had a 20-year war there yeah, that's yeah. still going on? It's coming yeah. back to me. Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> Grease in the wheels. Uh... Who was like the head honcho behind 9-11? Who was like public enemy number one? Oh God, I'm going to have no clue. Rhymes with Obama. Bin Laden. Osama Bin Laden. That's right. Okay, you got it. You got it. You got it. Uh, So what does 9-11 mean to you? I just know they attacked the Twin Towers. You know, and then everyone freaked out afterwards. And now it's all the airport safety, blah, blah. Mm -hmm, That's true. A lot of that's where we, we get all of our security theater. Mm-hmm. But what does 9/11 mean to you? Does do you feel a way about it at all? I mean, I don't know. 
I grew up with it, so it's just like a thing that I've always known about, you know? Right. Didn't have to live through it. Yeah, so of course when you see images of 9-11, it doesn't, it doesn't like really affect you in any way, because it's just kind of like, that's the past, that's the part of history. Right. I mean, I get like upset, you know, I'm not like emotionless. Sure, you're not like, ha 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 Yeah, <laughs> I'm not like, oh man. You don't like, you don't like mime the plane with your hand, like... <laughs> No, I don't do oh, okay. that. Okay. Because that's what a lot of you Zoomers are like, you know? Really? It's a stereotype that you guys are like kind of psychopathic. I could see it a little are bit. Are you, do you think you're a sociopath? Probably. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah, 9-11 was pretty crazy. That's kind of the closest thing to what's happening right now with coronavirus. Because mm-hmm. it was like the only other time where every day you didn't know what was going to happen next. And just the government was lying. And they were like, oh, they're mailing you envelopes of anthrax. And like, oh, the Patriot Act. Oh, oh freedom fries. Like, it was madness. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Um, but now this coronavirus thing is even crazier. Because even after 9-11, we didn't shut down society. Right. Like, society didn't really change. Except that they ramped up uh, security everywhere. And obviously uh, 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 beefed up our uh, security spying apparatus and all that. But you're used to the panopticon. You're used to being uh, monitored and spied upon constantly. It doesn't really bother you. Nope. I mean, we got cameras here. Everywhere I go, I'm on camera. <laughs> and you don't mind that? Uh, it's do, annoying, but I'm used to it. Do you care that the government could, like, pull every text or email you've ever made oh, and look no. at it? That freaks me out. How they say they're, like, watching you through your camera. Yes. Yeah, they have access to all of that. A little spooky. It is spooky. All right, second thing. Yep. Uh, the Iraq War. Oh God, I'm gonna know nothing. You were probably you were about one year old when the Iraq War happened. Okay. Do you have any sense of what it was or why it started? Couldn't tell you. Something. Don't they teach you this in school? <laughs> no, they teach us old stuff in school. Current events is like what I should be learning now. But we're not in school anymore. But it's not. It's not current. No, I mean it was like, twenty you know, years ago. It's a part of history. More recently. Okay, just do you know anything about the Iraq War? <laughs> no. <laughs> do you know why it was started? Nope. All right. Well, the Iraq War was very politically formative for someone my age mm-hmm. because it was really, it was really one of the greatest crimes that. Definitely the greatest crime that any country has committed in recent memory, probably, and one of the biggest America has ever made. Mm -hmm. The Bush administration used 9-11 as an excuse to invade another country for no reason, just because they wanted to invade it, because they wanted to uh, topple uh, Saddam Hussein's regime, uh, even though he was uh, buddies with us in the 80s and shit, uh, when the first George Bush was president. You know, there have been two George Bushes, right? George H.W. Bush, and then his son, the cowboy, was Mm -hmm. the second one. Um, And we killed a million people just because uh, a little cadre of men uh, wanted to, I mean, you know, they wanted the oil, they just had imperial interests, they just wanted to control that area, and then they tried to install uh, a democracy after they killed the dictator, and it was was mayhem, Mm -hmm. you know? And... um, the war did, in a sense, end, but we still have tons of soldiers there, and they're probably going to stay there forever. And it was terrible. It was a horrific atrocity. It was a war crime. Yeah. And to see your country do that and lie to you, they lied. They said that they had weapons of mass destruction. That was the original pretext. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't. 
government just lied to us so that it could uh, wage this war and expand mm-hmm. the American empire. Um, and of course, we bungled it and uh, it helped decimate our economy. We did horrible things there. We tortured people. Do you know Abu Ghraib? Nope. Well, we waterboarded people. It was terrible. Not good. And uh, even I just have a limited um, knowledge of it, but I do know that it was just, it was it was a horrible, horrible crime. Mm-hmm. One of the worst crimes in American history. And uh, it really uh, influenced the way people of my age viewed the country. Yeah. Damn. I just dropped some mind-blowing knowledge on <laughs> yeah. you and your responses. Yeah, damn. Yeah. That's crazy. All right, third thing. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Donald Trump. Okay. So when Donald Trump was elected, it's hard to believe it was already four years ago, mm-hmm. but you were 13? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you remember it happening, obviously. A little bit, yeah. Um... Did you feel away when he won? Not really, because I was not, you know, up with anything. Sure. I didn't know about him, I didn't know anything. I just listened to, like, what other people said, you know? Sure. So you weren't really paying attention? No. So you weren't like, oh my God. Did you know, did you have any idea who Donald Trump was? He was, like, on The Apprentice, a TV show? Yeah, I was going to say, I've only seen, like, on Instagram, people are like, oh, look at him on TV, whatever. Right, right. So you had no sense of, like... Oh my God! This like he's like a bad person or whatever. Like this guy can't be president. You yeah, know, he has no know. political. You, you had no sense of that. Not really. Interesting, because Donald Trump being elected, it almost sounds like kind of naive for me to say now, and like kind of pearl clutching and lib. Mm-hmm. But it was the most shocking moment of my life. Really? Because this was a man who, of course, had no political experience. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just a game show host with soup for brain. Yeah, I just knew him as like the big businessman. Yeah, that's interesting. You see, I think that's how most Americans still view him. Mm-hmm. They don't really view him with a special stigma. They don't really think about it. She's like, ah, yeah, he's a, whatever, he's a businessman, he's president, you mm-hmm. know? It makes enough sense, right? Yeah. So that was kind of your perspective. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because when I was your age, we had George W. Bush and, you know, I've always, my interest in politics, such as it is, was kind of begun by the disdain I had for, like, the singular figure that was George W. Bush, you know? Mm -hmm. And obviously, me and all my friends were influenced by, like, liberal media. um, But, like, the guy, he would come on TV and he would make up words. And, you know, the character of him was that he was very bumbling and stupid. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember just, like, hating the president. Like, every day, like, God, the president's an idiot you know rightly yeah but that was that was also very formative for me i feel like that's kind of what turned me into uh it's it's crass to say like a political hobbyist but like my interest in politics i think sprung out of that Mm -hmm. um even if my understanding at the time was you know shallow or an uh ill-informed or or whatever all right so those three things you don't give that much a shit about any of them, really. So those aren't right. So those aren't really like a part of your consciousness. Yeah. Cool. All right. So how do you feel about this coronavirus stuff? I just think it's crazy. I feel like I still haven't like fully processed 
Yeah. What's going on? Because it just doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel real, does it? No. Yeah. I feel like we're all still kind of in denial. Yeah. I remember the first day, like when we were in school, they got the email and they were like, oh, school's closing for a week. And everyone was just like so happy because no one like understood what was going on. They were just like, oh, we don't got to go for a school or got to go to school for a week. Like we're fine. Like I literally left early that day. Mm. But now how do you feel that school might be closed indefinitely? Now it's sad, like it feels selfish because I know there's like people dying, but like we're missing out like senior year, you know, graduation, prom, all that stuff. Yeah, and I mean, you're going into college in the fall. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be very confident that that's going to be open. No, I know. Some people are saying this could last 18 months. Yep. See, like that doesn't even seem real. It just seems like fake. You can't absorb it. You can't fathom it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been like FaceTiming with friends or something? Describe how your life has changed. I stay in my room basically all day. Been eating a lot, definitely gonna gain some weight. And yeah, that's basically it. I talk to people on the phone, that's it. So your feeling right now is kind of just numbness, just like pure denial. Have you like mm-hmm. given into despair? No. Cause I'm kind of yeah. becoming a doomer. That's not good. I'm, I'm, you, ever, you Have you heard the expression black pilled? Nope. Well, it means like you're kind of you're kind of resigned to the end times. Oh my God. But I hope that's not the case. No, exactly. Are you washing your hands? Mm-hmm. I got plenty of hand sanitizer. How you, how you think you're gonna pass the time in quarantine? Mm, hoping I clean my room. Well, now I'm starting online school, so we'll see. But that's about it. I got nothing to do. Has the, has the taste of chaos we've gotten from the coronavirus, has it changed the way that you view certain institutions or anything at all? Like, what has made you go, oh, huh? A little bit. I feel like it's mainly when you see the pictures of, like, the empty grocery stores and stuff and just, like, all these people going crazy. I don't know. What does that make you think? How does that make you feel? I feel like that definitely, like, makes me more aware of what's going on because I'm like, all right, because I didn't think it was, like, a big deal at first, but now obviously it is. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you afraid of getting it? Not really. I mean, I obviously could get it, but I feel like if I did, I'd be fine, but now they're saying, like, younger kids are dying from it. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm no expert. The media seems to be confusing people. Right. Uh, Someone as young as you... I believe would probably be absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, but it is a misconception that people who are simply not the elderly are immune. It's mm-hmm. not the case that... No, that I don't they're... think I'm immune, but I feel like I'd be okay. Yeah, and you would be. Yeah. Uh, even I would probably be okay, mm-hmm. but it could still F you up. I don't get what it does to you, though. Is it the flu? Like, what? It's it's like a respiratory thing. Yeah, I guess it feels like the flu. You have a dry cough, you have a fever, and it's like it's in your lungs, Mm -hmm. you know? Not fun. No, it doesn't sound fun. Bad vibes. Total bad vibes. So do you think you'll go crazy in quarantine? Definitely. Yeah, why? Um, I think mom's gonna get annoyed with me yesterday. <laughs> I was just trying to have a conversation with her and she gets an alert on her Apple watch that her heart rate went up and she goes, look, you're driving me crazy. I need you to stop talking to me. <laughs> so then I left. <laughs> but were you talking about the coronavirus? No, I was cracking jokes. Wow. 
So I'm starting to crack already, huh? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start doing that to people when I don't want them to talk to me. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, really? I'm not, I don't even have an Apple Watch. I'll just look at my wrist and be like, you're making my blood pressure go up. Could you please? <laughs> she wasn't lying too. I heard it ding. Wow. So I don't know what I did to grind her gears, but... <laughs> She's a very nervous person. Mm-hmm. What, what jokes were you cracking? <laughs> I don't even remember. I think it was about the food in the fridge. Oh, yeah. There's no pleasing you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I said that. Uh... But I feel like you would be well-equipped for quarantine life. Oh, I think I'd be fine just at first. I would just get bored. Yeah, because you're like, you're, you're, you're online. You're an online individual. Mm-hmm. You make your fun TikToks oh, about yeah. how you got to wash your hands and this <laughs> and that. You know? Mm-hmm. That'll be good. I'm on TikTok, by the way, guys, at OldRM. But I don't, know, really, I don't really know what to do there. You know? Ash money moves. <laughs> mm, I don't know if we want our followers to know about your TikTok, but uh, all right, that's fine. I'll let you Check have that. Check me out. She makes she makes she makes some pretty funny videos. I like the one where you pretend to do cocaine. <laughs> Thanks. That was an old one. That's mm-hmm. a that's a that's a classic. Right. What was the cocaine in that? Uh, flower. Flower, classic. Yeah. And how are you? Were like dressed a certain way? A uh, beanie and glasses. Yeah. Some of those, you like, really, it's a production. You mm-hmm. have, like, reaction shots in different locations. Yeah. You got to get back to that. Right. I feel like you're getting a little... A little lazy. Yeah. Because those were in the summer. Mm. Now we're in school and it's just kind of... Eh. Well, like I said, you'll have plenty of time during the quarantine. <laughs> right, I will. So, so maybe I'll pop off. What are some more potential benefits of the quarantine? More time to post. More time to post. Some enemies might die. Mm-hmm. Do you have any enemies? Um, no. Uh-huh. I don't like to not like people. You'll get some someday. I know. But what are... No, I'm just, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so what are some other benefits? Mm, I don't really know. You can do some self-love, hit the gym in the basement. People always say that self-love, self-care. What is that even? Me? I feel like, you know, do a face mask. Face mask. Lay in bed. Bed mm. bomb. Just, just pamper just yourself. Out. Yeah. Just chill out and let the virus run its course. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Keep the virus at bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, might not be so bad. No. At least you live in a, in a house. Right, I'm lucky. Yeah, you know? I'm going to be in some apart. I have to go apartment hunting next month. Why? Old place isn't working? Yeah, I'm le- it's become a bad vibes. Mm. Bad vibes. I got to leave. That's not good. And uh, I feel like this is probably not excellent timing to have to find a new home no definitely not do i wear my mask you picked me up from the 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 train station i'm wearing the good mask i believe it's it's called c95 mask Mm -hmm. those are the ones that are in short supply yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. it really you saw me wearing it it really you seem safe it clamps onto your face Mm -hmm. uh it was given to me by uh my co-worker jd Mm -hmm. who i tease incessantly for the mask no, just in general. Oh. But he was still kind enough to give me one of the masks. And, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little hard to talk because you can't open your jaw all the way. Right. And uh, it kind of limits how much you can breathe. I remember I was hauling up those steps at the train station, <laughs> like, with my, 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 my uh, luggage with this stupid fucking computer and uh, podcast equipment. And it was, like, kind of <laughs> heavy. And I couldn't, like, fully get, like, a, like a, a breath of air. That's so good. And I was just getting winded. And I just felt so, 
So screwed up. Yeah, good luck looking for an apartment like that. And I didn't want to take it off until I washed my hands and you didn't have any hand sanitizer. So I had to wait till we got home and then I'm attacked by the dogs. Yeah. And I was just... Not oof. a hot moment for you, but you're fine now. I've recovered. I've bounced back. Mm -hmm. I ate some cold cuts. Nice. I got my, my energy drink here and I'm potting. There you go. See? This is a golden age for podcasts now. Mm -hmm. People need them now more than ever. We're both content creators. People need content now more than ever. That's right. We're braver than the troops. <laughs> oh, God. The troops are fucking, pardon my language, are cowards compared to us now. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> you can start getting attacked. In <laughs> a podcaster is a thousand times braver than a troop. Everyone knows it. Every, Facts. Everyone's saying it. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Do you think, you see, how is he, even when it goes away, how are, how are things going to be different after this? What have you been thinking about it? Like, I feel like I've been thinking about only this one thing for a week. Yeah. Are, are you able to disconnect and not think about it? A little bit. Because I think about, like, college and, like, moving on, but then this could, like, affect that. And then we'll just got to wait and see what happens. You don't sound that worried. You seem like a carefree person. Are you a carefree person? I try to be. Not like oblivious, but you know, I'd rather have a better attitude than yeah. be all upset and worried all the time. You seem to like hover around like a <laughs> like a like a like a fairy, you know? I'll take it. Humming your songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to stress myself out over something I can't control. If I'm staying home, doing what I gotta do. Then... That's a beautiful thought. Yeah. Gotta gotta have more of that mentality. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for my listeners? Um. As we as we wade through this crisis. You know, be careful, stay home, but don't stress yourself out, cause it could be worse. It's true. It's, yeah. it's gonna get worse before mm -hmm. it gets better. Right, but. But uh. If you don't have it right now, you're lucky. So. Enjoy the moment. Yep. Enjoy our content. Mm-hmm. We are brave. That's right. Braver than the troops. That's right. I'm going <laughs> to end it on that note. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dad, speak. Uh, sound check. One, two, three. Tommy. Check, check, check. Check, check. Hey, hey, what up, yo? Time is running out. It's for real, though. Let's connect politics. Did it all. And we're back. I'm here with Daddy Moff. That's <laughs> what he insists all of his children call him, even the adults. <laughs> I never said that. I've always found it a little perverse, but no, I'm kidding, of course. I'm here with my father, John, and hanging out too is uh, my brother, Thomas. Thomas, how are you? Speak, Thomas. <laughs> all right, he was just clapping, but uh, I'm sorry if that was too loud. Um, so, I wanted to get your perspective, Dad, on the coronavirus. Okay. Uh, you're not technically a boomer. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually considered a Gen Xer, but um, I'm right on the borderline. Yeah, you're an older Gen Xer. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, not that you seem like a boomer, but you also don't have that Gen X vibe really either. Not really, no. The kind no. of slacker. No, so, yeah. no, no. Yeah. I agree. You were a kid in the 70s for some, just to give yes, perspective. I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I remember the bicentennial. It was a lot of fun. Oh, that must have been great. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, yep. yeah. I was about Tommy's age. I was 11. 
simpler times. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what's your general impression of this coronavirus then? Um, I'm, I'm hoping it's not as bad as they make it sound. Uh, it, it, it is scary, but I think this too shall pass. Though you have taken the precaution of uh, wearing a mask on the train. On the subway, yeah. You're yeah. currently still working, is that I'm right? I'm still working. I'm still going to the office. So you uh, take the Long Island Railroad and I the subway Long Island Railroad, day. and I take the subway in Brooklyn. Yep. That's a drag. I take the R train. Yeah. 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 And, and uh, you've mentioned that it's ironic. Uh, Governor Cuomo has been telling people to uh, stay home, work from home. Right. Unless you work for him. Which, which I guess you do. You work in the tax. Yeah. Well, I, well, I'm a government worker, so yeah, yeah. I have to, uh, you know, uh, we're, I guess we're considered essential for the time being. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, yeah. You probably have already given me the virus. No, no. Don't, don't worry about it, Ralphie. <laughs> Ralphie, I, I really think, I really think that uh, that most people are going to get this, and in a few few days they'll get over it, and they'll be fine. Well, I mean, if it spreads unchecked, it could kill up to like a million people. People are like, oh, it's only 1%. That would be terrible. Yeah, that would be terrible. I mean, I hope that doesn't happen, but I don't know. Well, you said to me, I joked that you were a doomer because you said to me, uh, hey, when the big man upstairs wants you. You're going. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. the, when a man upstairs wants me, you're going. But that's, you're going. But that, that doesn't. That, you can't apply that to the coronavirus. Ah, uh, well, no, yeah, yeah. No, this is no. This is this is why that statement doesn't make any sense, because it's not as if your actions and the actions of others don't affect your fate. If you get the coronavirus, it's not because of destiny. <laughs> it's uh, like you can prevent getting the coronavirus. Yeah, to, to some extent you can, but at the end of the day, when a man upstairs wants you, you're going. But again, you're saying it again, but I'm telling you, there are things you can do and there are things that oh, the yeah, government could do that every, could prevent you from dying well, from a crisis. Yeah, I take every precaution. I don't want to be careless about it, but I'm just saying that. But um, when you say that the implication is like, uh, it's you know it's 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 like you don't have control over your fate, but it's like, um, but that doesn't apply when there's a crisis, you know. Uh, at the end of the day, I don't really think you do. <laughs> but it's but it's a fact that if everyone had the ability to stay home and quarantine, mm-hmm. their chances of being infected with the virus. Of course, would be yeah, yeah, but uh, but how long can you stay home and be quarantined? Well, I mean that is the thing, but I kind of feel like when you say that. You're giving yourself permission to be in denial. No, 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 no. I'm not in denial. It's just that, um, uh, look, I believe what's going to happen is going to happen. All right. Of course, we could take precautions. We should be careful. I want you guys to be careful, you know. Mm-hmm. But by the time you live to be my age, you see, you see how things flow. What's going to happen is going to happen. There's really not a lot I could do about it. That's true. There's not a lot that you can do personally. No. But but where I object is that you can't just kind of sit back as if, like, it, we're at a critical point where it really yes. matters what the government does. Right, right. So you right. can't just say, hey, whatever happens, that was like, well, no, I strongly would want one set of options to yes. be occurred yeah, I over would, I, I would like nothing better to, than, than to stay in my house and not get sick, but um, I, don't, I don't really know if that's practical or possible. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. Uh, Tom, could you stop rummaging around? This is an audio product, all right? Go lower that on the stove. <laughs> Go lower it down. I don't hear anything on the stove. That's fine. But um, what was I saying? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, the, the sad reality is that it's both not practical for people to stay home unless they're going to be reimbursed by the government. Mm-hmm. And they're in danger if they don't stay home. Right. Unfortunately, both those things are true. It, it, you know, it's what they call a catch-22. I mean, um, uh, every morning I get up and I say, should I go to work or should I not go to work? But if I, not, if I don't go to work, there are uh, repercussions. Yeah. And if I go to work, there, there are repercussions. So um, uh, you call it habit, but every day I got to get up, I got to get in the car, and I got to go make money. Yeah, well, I mean, that's while you're working now, you have no choice. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's that's the reality. What are your fears? Uh, my fears are of not being able to go to work. Uh, my fears are of one of you guys getting it, and or Mary getting it, um, or somebody that I know getting it. Uh, for myself, I just want to be able to go to work. When you say you want to go to work, because you need to make money, not yes. because like psychologically. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 can't, um, I can't afford to be quarantined. I can't afford to be out of work. I, I, I just can't. What would you like the government to do? Um, I mean, I think the government is doing all that they can. I would like them to, uh, uh, I, think, I think that the government is overreacting a little bit because they want to say that they did the right thing. The reality is that in a country like this, especially in New York, we cannot stay in our houses for very long. It's just not going to work. Sure. Yeah, they can't just shut down the economy. Yeah, I mean, um, God forbid, God forbid you're sick. Okay, I don't want anybody to get sick. But if you're sick and you run out of money, that's making it a hundred times worse. Yeah, I mean, of course I agree, um, but I feel like go shut that off. It's, I don't hear whatever that is. That's fine. No, no something boiling on a stove. Uh, I was going to say, I mean, the ideal scenario is that we kind of restructure our society and the government prints enough money that everyone is uh is all right until we figure this thing out uh you know ralphie that that's a little bit of a problem because the government can print all the money they want it has to be backed by something it has to be it's not backed by gold anymore so it has to be backed by faith in the united states well i don't think they're going to do it but like they'll be fine like if they were to start send everyone fatter checks it would be fine the economy would be better off actually but i don't think they're going to do that anyway i think the most likely scenario is that they're eventually they're going to send people some kind of supplement i think they Uh announced today they're giving people like twelve hundred dollar checks but I don't know. I feel like they're probably at some point going to go, fuck it, you're on your own to an extent. You have to go back to work. Possibly. But yeah, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. I do not feel good about it. It's a drag. It's weird to think about only one thing for a whole week. Right, right, right. Well, I, I listen, I would say this. Um, I'm a little older than you, and I can tell you, uh, I've seen a lot of things come and go, and this too shall pass. But you've never encountered anything like this before? Not like this, no. No, uh, nothing like this, but, but I'll tell you, people, people are resilient. Um, I mean, of course, uh, people, people are going to get sick, and I hate to see that, and some people are going to die. But um, this is a resilient country, and we will, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be okay. 
See, I have to, I have to, I don't think we are a resilient country. I think we're a very weak people. Really? <laughs> I think we're, I think oh. we're, I think we're conditioned to a very high level of comfort. Most of us, obviously not everyone enjoys right, the same standard of right living. Right now, yes, right now we are, Ralphie, but uh, when things change, uh, when things change quickly, such as they have in the last couple of weeks, you'd be surprised how, how fast people adapt. Well, I think people will get angry. I think for maybe the first time in a generation, like the government is simultaneously telling you to not work and not giving you money instead. Right. So I think this will be the rare thing where, because most of the time, even when stuff is, is shitty, people are like, eh, yeah, it could be better, but whatever. Right. But this is gonna like force people to be like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah. animatedly make demands of the government absolutely you know? i mean this is this is gonna this is gonna force you to go inside yourself and see what you're really made of yeah and uh i'm afraid to see what americans are made of um i'm not i think i i think that um i think i think you you're partly right most people are very comfortable and spoiled but when things change people adapt yeah but I mean, you were telling me you were already kind of disgusted by the the immediate reaction of people hogging all of the supplies at the yeah, grocery store. I, yeah. No consideration for their fellow men. I, I mean, we were like talking that. about it before. Yeah. You, what was your terminology? It's like uh, um, I I I thought it was disgusting. I I, I I'm not going to fight over toilet paper. Yeah, I have a whole yard full of leaves. I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> not really. I'm not going to fight over toilet paper. Well, it is I'm like, not going to wait online for it. This is not a third world country. Well, it's like how much toilet paper do you really need? Also? Yeah, I mean, I. I but my I, point is, you ha you got the impression that this was a like I don't know I forgot how you phrased it. It's like I'm going to get mine. Screw everybody else mentality. Yeah, I mean that that's the that's the immediate reaction. Sure, it's like yeah. you know God bless me and the hell with you. I think is what I said. Yeah, that's what you said. I don't that's, think we ha I don't think we have I don't think we have solidarity as Americans. I don't think. Not, I don't think we're conditioned to look out for each other. Not yet, not yet. But um, but you know, again, this is we're, you know we're only a few weeks in, and um, this is this is going to get worse before it gets better. Um, but I think I'm hoping you're going to see you're going to see a different behavior from people. I hope. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm certainly. I think I'm doing my part by creating content. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. You know, that's good. People, people need to be entertained. I, 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 yeah, especially now, people want information. What I've been and, saying is that. A podcaster is braver than a troop. Mm-hmm. Would you Would you agree with that? Well, how do you mean? How do you mean? Like they have more courage than a member of the military. Um. Oh, Ralph, I don't know. I don't know what the hell that means. I really don't. I. I'm saying I, that uh, talking to a audience is more more courageous than going to war. Th that is what I'm saying. Yes. Mm, no, Ralphie, I, I, no, you know how I feel about that. I can't so, Tommy, that. Tommy, how do you feel about all this? Um, I mean, I'm just staying at home, self quarantining. I guess um, I'm not that worried about it. Um, I don't have. Yeah, I mean, you're a gamer and you love going on like Reddit and, and stuff. So this seems like you're you're made for this. I feel like what you're made of is what we need now. I don't think I could uh, really voice my opinion that much. Why? Go ahead. Feel free. Well, I mean, to make, uh, you know, to influence Let's others see. in a country. You know, just, Ralphie just wants to know what you think. No, yeah, I mean, everyone's scared. I'm scared. Um, not of, like, dying of the disease, but more how it will affect the country, how this people. Um, and, uh, I mean, 
Well, today, well, today, uh, my wife found out that her 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 job. Her, she works in a the salon. They'll they will tomorrow will be their last day, so she no longer has a job. That's no good. It's not good. No, it's not good. But, um, but at the same time, everybody's got to stay calm. This too shall pass. That is true. Panicking won't help any. No, it won't help any. And um, I would say. Uh, if anybody would listen to me, I don't know why they would, but if anybody would listen to me, I would say buy, buy as much toilet paper as you need for a week. Don't buy, hog it. Don't right. hog it. Um, there, there, there are a lot of people out there who have the same needs. Buy as much food as you need. Uh, be smart. If you have to go on a subway, wear a mask, wear, wear rubber gloves. Um, don't, don't gather in groups and uh, just be smart about it. But um, I'm not going to hide in my house. That's not living. Yeah, but you, you have to quarantine, Dad. I know that you're working, but let's say this. Let's say that you're able to do your job from home. Yeah, you know? um, if I'm able to do my job from home, um, that's, that's a, little, a little difficult, and I can't get into the specifics of my job, but um, that would be, that's going to be a little difficult for me, but I'll do it if I can. Yeah. If they'll let me, yeah. yeah. yeah I just say that because I want to push back on the mentality of like, well, we still have to live our lives. And it's right, like, right. No, no, I'm, no, not saying, I'm not saying business as usual, but, uh, uh, but I'm saying that um, uh, we have to keep living. And um, I just don't see how uh, in, in the United States, especially in New York, New York and, you know, New York and Long Island and, uh, you know, the, the surrounding area, how we could stay in our homes for very long and not do anything. That, that's just not going to work. Tommy... Uh, why don't you tell the uh, the listeners how old you are? And I was talking to Sammy earlier, and I was asking her about an event in time that I think is is one of the few things that are kind of comparable to this in terms of like scale and how destabilizing it was. Nine uh, eleven. I mean, this is even this is different from nine eleven. They didn't close everything down after nine eleven, but um, you know, you were not alive for nine eleven. Um, how does it exist in your imagination? And as this unfolds, like, does it just feel unreal? How are you processing this? It kind of feels like this is like kind of a fever dream. Like everyone freaking out. I've never seen it before. I've never experienced war, you know, like a crisis. This is like the first thing. Um, I'd say it's similar. I'd probably say that, you know, it's similar to people freaking out over, you know, controversial debate or you know, war or something like that. Um, but how do you feel about it? I mean, what, what do you mean by that? You worried? I mean, not, yeah, I'm worried, but I mean, I know I'll be okay. I know everyone will be okay eventually. I just, we have to go through a little bit of a struggle. And even now on Monday, I have to start taking school online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have to kind of teach myself, it seems, because they're just throwing you know, some problems that yeah, you know, yeah. I have to it, submit it, them by a certain time. It's something that we've never seen before. I feel like that's not really learning, that's just... Well, it's the best we could do for now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tommy, do you have faith in the American people? Yeah, I do. Really? Yes. <laughs> Look, you're a gamer, you're online a lot, you encounter the, the worst of humanity. 
So I don't know how you have this confidence. It's not that bad. It's, it sounds like you don't, Ralphie. Do you doubt the American people? I've already said yes. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know. I, what, what about the... Uh, I don't think what, we have the metal. I don't think we have the sense of, uh, of, of community. I don't think we mm. have a sense of civic duty or the common... It's my generation. I, I don't agree. I don't agree. But um, uh, what do you think? Nobody looking out for nobody is what I feel like it is. Um, you think your neighbor has your back? Um, yeah, well, I'll tell you, my neighbor, my neighbor Pat, across the street, he brought me, uh, he brought me two clover plants yesterday, oh. and he told me, uh, he told, well, he didn't tell me, he told Mary, uh, you know, I hope you get a four-leaf clover out of it. Well, that's very sweet. Yeah. Well, he's I mean, an older generation. He's an older guy, yeah, 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 but I mean, um, Ralphie, But will know. he, will he take you in if you're being chased by a pack of wild wolves? I, I believe he would, and, and I'll tell you something else. I mean, I don't, I don't think you really know what people are made of until they're tested. I mean, I know, not, I know yeah. how you feel. Yeah. For, for the last 30 or 40 years, we've been going along. Everybody's got a nice little charm life. There's really no challenges. Well, not everybody, but... Well, a lot of people. The median American has a reasonably comfortable existence. Compared yeah. to the rest of the world, very comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it hasn't been tested. But once it's tested, I think you'll see that uh, you know people, when you know when when you know when it chips it down, people people usually do the right thing. I wish you felt I wish you felt a little better about people. I really do. Well, I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about Americans. Well, what do you th how do you think the rest of the world is responding? I mean, I think it's varied, but I'm just saying that like. Uh, I think that our culture is very much based on the individual. I think it's very much based on I need to maximize, uh, you know, my profits, my life. Right, right, in a lot of the country, not everywhere. I have, I have, I have faith in people of my generation who kind of uh, have fewer opportunities in life. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I know people volunteering for the Bernie Sanders campaign. It's very heartening. People do want a better world. People are uh, thinking about people other than themselves, uh, to paraphrase well, what Bernie said. That's good. But the, I, I guess when I say American, I think of kind of the middle-aged person in their house, you know, the kingdom doctrine. Like those people, I think they're paranoid. I think they scare easy. And I think they're quick to, to otherize people and they're afraid to, of, of reaching out a hand and helping other people. I, I mean, I really don't know, uh, but I'll tell you, in the next few weeks, we'll certainly find out. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I, I really don't know about that. Um, I don't feel like I have any kingdom, and I don't, I don't want any more than I need, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not talking about you, but... No, but I will, uh, I will go out of my way to keep what's mine. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah. because you, you have to understand, Ralphie, I'm a little older than you, and and most people my age, um, they feel they feel that they you know they busted their guts for what they have. Sure. And, uh, and but a lot know, of them are a little deluded in that regard. Well, a lot uh, of people just kind of stumbled into a high paying job at the right time, and they they res uh, and I think that's part of the psychology of why they don't appreciate other people's strife. They don't appreciate that many of them. I don't think you are, but I think many of them, they, you know, it's a matter of circumstance. It's a matter of luck and they don't realize they're lucky. And then they have this hostility towards people who are unlucky. I think that's the American mentality. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes that's true. Sometimes that's true. But, um, I mean, I think for the most part, uh, you know, most people, most people that did okay in life, they did okay in life because they did certain things. 
See, I, I fundamentally disagree there. All right. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't want to argue politics with you, but I mean, we're talking about the coronavirus. Of course. But, but I'm know, saying, I'm saying, people, people, uh, people either either get ahead or fall behind because of, of basically, for the, for the most part. Not always. I'm not no, saying. No, I don't agree. I'm not saying it's 100% of the time, but most of the time, people. It's because of it's because of structures and systems. It's what people inherit, you know. Well, I didn't inherit anything. Sure, but you're. I would. I would argue that you're. You know, exceptional in that regard. Like, yeah, of course. You, 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 if you weren't working, you'd be in a worse position. Yeah. But I'm saying it is relative to a degree, of course. You know. Yeah, I mean everything is. I yeah. mean, people are products of their environments. Yeah. Some usually. people supersede their environments, but those people are are a minority. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. not everyone's going to be LeBron James. Most people inherit a lot in life, and they're stuck there. But let me ask you guys this. Uh, once you are both quarantined, assuming that happens, <laughs> God, I hope not. Quarantine, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the virus. No, no, you have to stay in the house. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So Tommy's set. You know, Tommy was quarantining before this even happened. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he he's not minding this at all. I mean, he doesn't have to go to school. This now is he his could, time to thrive. He could play video yeah. games twenty four hours a day. I mean, I get up when I get up in the morning. He's still he's still downstairs yelling. No, that's not Damn. true. Damn. He's like, I haven't done that in hit a long it, time. Hit it! Hit it! You dope! Hit it! <laughs> that's because you that's wake right up. Here. That's because you wake up at one a.m. I'm still up. Dope is a refreshingly uh, tame uh, thing to it shout out. Wow, he, he says worse words, but I don't want. I don't want. <laughs> oh, I see. I don't you want were, to litter your you podcast. Were yeah, yeah. Oh no, we don't use bad words on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's strange is I've actually played less like computer, Xbox, all that. Through this entire thing, because I've realized that, you know, I have time off, so I've been out with friends, and but now you shouldn't. You got to quarantine. Now most. That, this is when you change <laughs> your life from being a shut-in freak. Is now that's exactly backwards. And uh, I feel like you over, you know, overestimate how much of a shut-in. Freak I'm kidding. I'm What's the worst thing you've seen on the internet? Reddit fifty-fifty. I don't know. Probably someone. <laughs> You know, I hate to explain what that is. <laughs> I, I hate to. It's like you have a fifty percent chance of seeing like a cute puppy or someone, you know, like blowing up something like that. What? I feel like the worst thing I've seen <laughs> in, in in um <laughs> there was this video and it, the cover is really nice. Sent to me on Snapchat. Click on it and then it's some guy with a cutting board, you know. And just cutting off his dick, and I'm like, oh, oh my god, oh. that's that's terrible. How that how that make you feel seeing that? I just cringed. I don't know. Damn, you're a hardened soul at this point. You're gonna yeah. do great in the apocalypse. Nothing's gonna phase you. Uh, I played a lot of Call of Duty. I'll be great. <laughs> all right, so you'll be all right. You got your video games and your horrible videos of people self mutilating. Oh. But but how is Dad gonna pass the time? He's not. He's just gonna. If I, if I had to stay home. You're gonna rewatch The Sopranos again? Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> every, everything yeah, says I, I, a Sopranos one. I've been I've been rewatching uh, Ozark. Yeah, yeah. You always talk about this Ozark show. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It's what's good. your favorite? Uh, people people who who listen to the show are big Sopranos heads. What's okay. what's a favorite Sopranos moment? Oh, I I definitely have a favorite. My favorite episode is uh, when he uh, when he's he's dying of sepsis. And he he's dreaming that he's someone else. He's dreaming yeah, that the, he's that guy from the Midwest. Right, right, right. Like Brian Darity or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember the name of the, the episode, but uh, I love that. And um, and my favorite. I believe that's called the Test Dream. Might be that episode, or I, I could be confusing that with another Dream episode. But I think that's like at the end of season five. 
that's like yeah that's like almost at the end of the series mm-hmm. yeah um like after after uncle junior shoots him mm-hmm. and he's in the hospital yeah so he's dreaming and uh he dreams he's this he's this other guy and he loses his wallet and he's uh he's stuck in a hotel somewhere and uh he's dreaming as paulie's talking to him and uh and paulie's like you know blabbing blabbing away blabbing yeah, away beep, beep, yeah, beep, yeah. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> and and in his dream <laughs> right, in yeah. his dream he's knocking on a wall he's going shut up in there <laughs> shut up in there and uh and paulie's talking 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 and then he goes into like cardiac arrest right yeah and then he's uh he's he's about to go into that house and he's got his uh briefcase and there's the whistling in the wind yeah the trees are moving and um and and what's his name who's that guy we like it's the other tony steve buscemi steve buscemi's trying to take the bag and he's like no i'm not ready yet and uh and then he hears his daughter and he comes back Polly was so annoying that Tony <laughs> he almost went. He almost went. He almost crossed over because he couldn't take near Polly anymore. But then he heard his daughter. He came back. Right. That's very nice. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, that's my favorite. Well, that's only eighty hours, The Sopranos. So okay. Well, <laughs> that'll take a while. Yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll take a while because this you know could, what? This could go for eighteen months. Guys. Well, I mean, after an hour and a half, I usually fall asleep. So that eighty hours will stretch probably into at least three hundred and forty. But you're not. But you're not going to be at work. You're going to be here all day. Oh, I hope that don't happen. <laughs> it's got to happen. Uh, well, uh, let's let's wrap this up. Uh, closing statements, advice. Uh, Tommy, what do you think? I mean, stay indoors. If you feel sick, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. You know, the simple stuff. Um, go on Reddit. You know, yeah, go on Reddit. I've actually never been on Reddit, but... uh. No, no. You said Reddit 50-50. No Reddit. Yeah, you find that on multiple things. But, uh, you know, self-quarantine if you feel sick or otherwise. But, you know, you'll make it through it. Dad? Listen, uh, use, use common sense, wear a mask when you go out, wear rubber gloves, wash your hands a lot, listen to the authorities, and remember, most important thing, remember, these four words, this too shall pass. Here, here. Take care, folks. Everybody say goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> see, that wasn't so bad. No, that was good. <laughs> Can we hear Sammy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see what she had to say about this. Sure, I'll bring it up. Fair-